0: And so now, no, now
1: she's going to visit. Now she's going to visit. Okay. So for those five listeners that are not Hannah, that insist on listening to this podcast, this is where we're at. Hannah is with us now. Say hey, Hannah.
2: Howdy.
1: That's Hannah. <laughs> so this is not for Hannah. This is for everybody else that's not named Hannah. Um, Now we're in verse 39 of Luke chapter 1. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Okay, so a couple things with this. It says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> um, as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. The Holy Spirit is the third person of God, or not the third person, yeah.
0: Of the Trinity. Of the Trinity, yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah.
1: So he resides within us as believers, but there are times, especially throughout the Bible, it says that they were filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit came upon them, and that pretty much just means that it was like, A rush of the Holy Spirit. And most of the time it follows something that's not really explainable by human understanding. Like for instance, in this instance, she understands that the Messiah is in her cousin's womb. Like she's just met Mary. I don't guess Mary has told her very much about her pregnancy or anything. But she's now seeing and feeling John the Baptist... Who her baby inside of her? He even knows that they're in the presence of the Messiah, the Christ, the one that was prophesied way back when to come and save the Jews. Um, so they know this, and that's what her whole spiel is there—that she's just she's filled with the Holy Spirit and she is declaring, like, you know, who am I that my Lord would come to visit me? Which is a weird thing. To say because, you know, Jesus was a fetus at the time. Like, he lived inside of his mom. And, yeah, it's a weird thing that even then he deserved worship and he was being worshipped by his own family. That's just crazy to me. I think it's the dehumidifier. Yeah, we have a dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you
3: who but Yeah. Um,
1: and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. This is the song of Mary, and I love this. Um, we actually, in our church choir, we sang this. Somebody had put it to music, and we sang this song, and it was really beautiful. Um there was, main, I think there was a woman soloist doing most of it, and then the choir would come in on certain parts. But it's just a beautiful song. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his ser- servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So um, the Catholic believers put a little bit too much emphasis on Mary well a lot too much emphasis on Mary um a lot of them will call her the co-redemptrix which means that they believe that Mary also has the power to forgive sins that she has this divine power Uh, they also believe that she never lost her virginity but she did because Jesus had a brother so that doesn't make sense but um What I'm trying to bring out is Mary recognized who it was that did this. She's not claiming credit for herself. Yes, she says that generations will call her blessed, but it's not for anything that she's done. It's because he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So that's an important thing to note. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. That word fear, it's used throughout the Bible, and it literally means fear, but not in the way that we understand fear. You know, when we think of fear, we think of, um, being afraid.
0: Well, but there's, I've always thought about it, like, when you are told not to do something by your parents, and they have told you what the consequence is if you do it, Mm. like, You don't necessarily then do what they told you not to, but you know what could happen if you do it. And so it's like a healthy fear of a discipline.
1: Yeah, it can be, but not always. Not like
0: terror fear. Well,
1: okay, the word terror. The word terror is used in the word, like the root of that is used in the word terrible, but also in terrific so what it really means is just that it's something worth all, like respect and um, deserving of like great emotion. If something is terrible, it's not just like, oh, this is terrible and you move on with your life. Like if it's truly terrible, it's deserving of emotion. It's deserving of you know sadness and grief. If something is terrific... It's not just like, oh, yeah, that's great. It's terrific. It deserves emotion and joy and passion. And so terror being the emotion of fear and the fear here (laughs) means that it's God deserves our all, our A-W-E, all. Um, He deserves our respect and our recognition of who he is. And yes, because he can discipline us. And He does discipline us. And also because He is just so much greater than us. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like we have a healthy respect for the sun, too. <laughs> we don't fear the sun, but we do know that... It's like you know,
3: consequences. Yeah,
1: being out in the sun too long, you get sunburned and everything, and you're not just going to like want to walk up to the sun. <laughs> so that's kind of the same thing. We We don't fear God. We don't just like cower before well we do cower before him but it's not out of fear it's out of respect because we know that he is so much greater than us um yeah that's the best way I can describe it and I just tore this page That's okay just asking who that is. <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to read some I can. verse 50
0: I might cut uh uh-huh. I was just going to say real
2: quick, I might kind of cut back on it. Like, my contacts are kind of drawn out, so I'm not. I can see you guys okay, but up close, I'm having a hard time. Are you going to be okay to drive? I'll be fine. Like, far away is
0: good. Is up close to have a hard time with. Okay. Just listen.
1: As long as the deer isn't right um, in front of you.
0: Mine's a different version. Are you reading Ace, Ben?
1: You, you can read from mine if you want to. No okay. way, it's the same for
3: Hannah. 50. Yeah. Right. Bar. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. To his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Do you have any?
1: I don't think so. It's just a praise of who God is.
0: And referring back to... Historical accounts we haven't covered yet, yeah,
1: but I mean we can talk about what what does it say specifically we'll I can't just like, read from here
0: how um, help the servant Israel <clears throat> remembrance of his mercy um to our father Abraham and his offspring,
1: oh yeah, so it's just calling back to the forefathers of the Jewish faith, Israel being Jacob and Abraham being Abraham we'll get to that we'll get to that. <laughs> they're important people,
0: um. What, we're just reading to the end of the chapter, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Alright, now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, which, I have heard that, nowadays, I mean, this was, um, ceremonial as a, um, what's the word? Covenant. Yeah, it's like a, a commitment symbol thing. of a covenant. That's why they would do it. Um, but I have heard that there is something scientific why you wait eight days. Mm-hmm. There's something about the baby being I think our
1: midwife even said something days about old. at least a week old.
0: Yeah, um, so that's why you don't do it right then and you don't do it typically later. There's something about, like, the maturity of the baby at that age. Yeah. Um.
1: I guess they have enough of an immune system to fight off any Maybe infections. That's what it is. but
0: I just thought that was interesting.
1: They're still young enough that it's not too but like memorable
0: they knew that far back, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Um. Where we? Well,
1: that's know, the case yeah. in a lot of things, like these sometimes God decrees and commands some odd things, and he doesn't always like explain like hey, here's the science behind this. But a lot of what he commands, it there's science behind it, and, like, it makes sense. It might not have made sense to them. They're just like, oh, well, this is really weird. Like, why would we cut the foreskin off of our son's penis? <laughs> but then, I mean, today we have a lot better hygiene practices and things, so it's not completely necessary for it to happen. But back then, like it was necessary for it to happen because they didn't, they weren't hygienic. They'd go months without bathing, <laughs> and like there's a huge risk of infection if you don't clean the foreskin. And so, like they probably thought this was a really weird thing to do, but it had an actual purpose. But God never explained that purpose to them. He didn't explain why they waited eight days to do it. He didn't explain even why they did it. It was a, a sign of a covenant. ...of their trust in him and their belief in him.
3: Okay.
0: Okay, so they came to do that. And they would have called him Zachariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called John, or is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called... And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosened. And he spoke, blessings, and he spoke Blessing God. And fear came on all their, all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him.
1: I think that's it's just cool, what then will this child be because he was born in this weird circumstance, like his father was a priest, he was mute, and then when he's born, he speaks again, and um you know, they're old couple, ancient couple, and uh they just understood the circumstances were not natural. ideal, yeah or natural. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. And so what, what is this child going to be then? Because these circumstances are, I mean, this isn't a natural birth. This isn't something that happens every day. So they just understood the importance of the specialness, I guess, of John. It's just interesting to me. I don't really have anything deep.
0: Um, and his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David.
3: Can I
1: prophesy? What what does that mean? I want to get a a group survey here. What does the word prophesy mean?
3: (laughs) To... Uh, nah, quick question. Yeah, it
1: is. Don't think about it too much. What's your I, knee-jerk reaction?
2: It. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to reread where it was, but I'm not catching it. But when I'm, what I'm. Where like, was it? I'm having a. Hard, I mean, my eyes are just
0: kind oh. of messing up on me. Oh. it was just the title in here, so it may no, not be in there. so Said it. It
1: Said he's filled with the Holy Spirit oh, and, and prophesied. prophesied, saying.
0: Um. Verse
1: 67. Oh. Uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was
2: just gonna say, usually, like in that context of hearing a word that's even related to that it makes you kind of think about what is to be Mm -hmm.
1: yeah a lot of people equate it with fortune telling or telling the future or something biblically that's not always the case
0: sometimes it's telling like wisdom
1: yeah most of the time prophecies can be divided into either warnings Mm -hmm. or promises So they do kind of foretell what's coming, but it's not always like a cut-and-dry, like, this is exactly what's going to happen. It's like, if you don't straighten up, this is what's going to happen. It's like like a warning. Yeah, yeah. Or a promise, like, if you follow me, this is going to happen. And so prophecy is not just like a cut-and-dry, crystal ball, looking into the future kind of thing. It's like God is telling his people...
0: He's giving them a heads-up.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's... A prophet is not somebody that speaks or tells the future. They're somebody that speaks the truth. Mm-hmm. And so they give these warnings or these promises to the people, relaying them from God. So it's not...
0: And sometimes they don't happen right because they did or didn't do it.
1: Yeah. So sometimes, like, a prophecy... That is a warning. Will not happen because the people repented, or for some other reason that we don't fully understand. I, I did a whole sermon on this. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think you're on whatever this one
3: is.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from the from of old. That we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our fathers, Abraham, to grant—sorry, I can't read—to our father Abraham, to grant us th- to grant us that That's we— It's hard was it poetry, being...
3: poetry and— It is good. <laughs> Yeah. Worded odd. I mean, um,
2: it's beautiful, but it is odd to try to speak it instead of just read it
0: being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercies of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in shadow of death to guide our feet into the ways of into the way of peace and the child grew and became a became strong in spirit and he was in the wilderness until the days of his public appearance in Israel, to Israel.
1: so this is just a um literary note i guess when the verses are kind of broken up like that It's poetry. So there was a poem in there. And so what Zacharias is speaking... Dang it, Molly, every single time. (laughs) Um, What Zacharias is speaking is a poem of some sort. And it doesn't translate well into the English. Like, we don't see the poetry of it because it wasn't written in English. It was written in Greek Greek, and probably spoken in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So it's been translated a couple of different times. So we don't really see the poetic of it. Now, some um,
0: of them that this particular one I don't think, but you can tell how it's structured because of the topics. Yeah. Like yeah. they begin with one thing and end with one thing, but it kind of like narrows down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, so I don't remember. That was in, in proverbs. That was one way that the proverbs are structured, but it's we'll, kind of cold. To... Yeah. yeah. And a lot of um Hebrew poetry would like in the Psalms which are it's just like one big book of poetry and songs and things um so a lot of it is almost like an acrostic like the first word or the yeah the first word of the verse starts with a letter and then they would go like through the entire alphabet that way and Hebrew
0: alphabet yeah yeah right
1: yeah. So I'm the one I'm thinking of specifically is Psalm one nineteen and it has like tons and tons of verses. And I think it's one hundred and fifty verses. And like it's divided into sections and with it, in each section, like for in is the that English. What one, those
0: are? Are yeah, they, yeah,
1: it has the it has the, the Hebrew letter above it.
0: Oh wow.
1: Um because that's like what letter I never that what corresponds that to. So each line in that Part of the poem starts with that letter. But we don't see it in the English. So this is another instance where it's poetry, but we don't really see it in the English. It just reads weird to us.
0: And that's one thing about the Bible. Like, you can't always just read it. Yeah. (laughs) You got to do some research to understand how it was written and to who it was written so you can get what it's
3: talking about yeah
1: it's a lot to delve into mm-hmm. for sure so with that being said that was a great segue and you didn't even know that i wanted to talk about I didn't even know it. this um i kind of wanted to talk about how to study the bible today tonight right now <laughs> <laughs> um so i am want to Go over kind of how I do it And that's not the way to do it But it is a way to do it And it's a pretty decent way, I think Um So, for one thing The Bible doesn't have to be read any certain way uh, You can read it from front to back You can read it like we're doing Kind of chronologically Thank you, chronologically and, Or you can, like, just Pick a book and read that book Or however you want to read it You can read it that way But um, however you're reading it You need to read it (laughs) I guess Um, What we're doing is good And we're I, I didn't call this On the podcast thing that we're doing I didn't call it Bible study I called it Bible discussion Because what we're doing is not quite study It's more just we're reading it, we're asking questions and we're talking about it. Um and I have done some study on some of these things so I can give a little bit of study in it, but it's not we're not really studying. So, well, I have to use my phone for this. I guess it'll record still. Um yeah, it's still recording. So this is how I study. Don't look there's a big thing right there that says Amy Gifts. Oh. It doesn't show anything, but you can't even see. Oh, why did I go into passwords?
0: We've been Christmas shopping already. Podcast, into books, and mm-hmm. the
1: client, post, Bible study. There it is.
0: And the problem is that he has the Amazon account. So if I order anything,
1: uh, sorry, I think I have a solution. Okay, good. I was wondering, do you have a PayPal? No.
0: I have oh. a solution, I think.
1: Okay. But it still would go to my email. Anyway. Um we don't need to be talking about that right now. <laughs> Bible study. So when I go to study the Bible for okay, let me back up. What we're doing is good. We're discussing the Bible and everything. What I advise is that you always be reading the Bible. Like if you read a chapter a day or however you want to do it, every day you should read some it's part hard, of the Bible. It's- it is hard, and it's a discipline, and, like, sometimes you just have to make time for it. Like, I'm bat Okay, I get up at 4 o'clock, and... Bless you. And I... The idea is... Okay. The idea is that I will read until 5 o'clock, and... It doesn't always work out that way because I'm not disciplined (laughs) So I'll get my coffee I'll do all my things And yeah Sometimes I just end up running out of time But The idea is that I've carved out This time to read And most of the time I can read And I'll read a lot I mean I'll read several chapters It's not just like huh? It's okay Huh? She's not coming back? (laughs) She left. Well, dear. Um, But, yeah, that's my time to read the Bible, and I think that's important to do. And now I feel like I'm just...
0: You are just talking to no one. I am. This is weird. (laughs)
1: I don't like it. I can't. Then I have to restart it, and then I have to, like, segment it. And this is supposed to be, like, an easy thing. I'm not even supposed to be podcasting, like... I should have just sat here in silence. I'm
3: sorry.
1: (laughs) That's okay. We're trying to figure out what to do. Like, should I keep talking or just stop or...
2: I mean, I can still hear you. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, the idea is that I have time carved out of my day to read. And you can read just about any chapter of the Bible. Just about. You can probably read it. What? Oh, you're fine. (laughs) Um, that one Russian guy and the German and the Hong Kongian they're okay oh, Hong Kongian <laughs> I don't know what they call themselves
0: Chinese? <laughs> Chinese.
1: well no no they're, they they want to be independent well they're they not yet <laughs> no, they claim they are I don't know all that pol- politics ask them to
2: you know feel free to
1: send yeah, a well, yeah what do you call yourself Hong Kongian <laughs> if this translates into Hong Kongian because. <laughs> <laughs> you are good. What, what is it? What is your nationality? Because I need to know. It's like, okay, we call ourselves American, but that's really not accurate because America is North and South America. It's huge demograph or geo. Yeah, yeah, huge area. So American doesn't really translate well. So in Spanish, we are Estado una dense. Which oh, me- basically means United Statesian. It goes back to Chinese. Huh? It
2: goes back to Chinese. That's what the nationality status is, according to Google.
1: Uh, well, Google is... That's a, a,
2: it's also a government
0: page. What's
1: Mandarin? What's no. <laughs> 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 Mandarin? Mm-hmm. That's those little oranges. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that was
3: a joke. It
1: was. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I repeated it, because I didn't want the the joke to just have this dead silence in between it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So you should read your Bible every day, (laughs) even if it's just a chapter a day. (laughs) Um, And you can read just about any chapter in the Bible in five minutes, I would say. Even the long ones, it would take maybe 15 minutes to read
3: it. That's not
2: five minutes. It's like triple (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I said just about the average <laughs> chapter in the Bible should take roughly five minutes to read it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd say i yourself 15 minutes, and if it takes less, then wonderful.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you Give go. yourself 15 that's minutes. Well, that's okay. Um so, have
2: to absorb, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you'd kind of just be like skimming it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. times,
3: but... Yeah,
1: I do that sometimes, too. Yeah, but.
2: It yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, words. I just didn't observe them. Absorb them.
1: <laughs> that's why.
2: You yeah. hear the coats?
0: That's what I heard, yeah. There you go. Real shrill.
1: Gone somewhere, coats. We don't like your they kind around here.
0: been around here lately a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It was the really same
0: time it. last night. Yeah, because you weren't home. I was home? You weren't home. Oh. They
2: now. Hmm. They'll
1: do it again. How maybe we home. They did it um, at 2 a.m. and then 4 a.m. last night hmm. too. Spooky. Anyway, um, hey chickens. no, they they probably won't come up this one. I'm
2: more worried about raccoons, honestly, because they could put their little hands in there and eat
1: themselves. Yeah, get their hands off. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's weird. And I wonder, like, how do they lure them over there?
2: I mean, they're just kind of.
1: Do they just? wait for them well, to get close enough know. and then grab they're
2: them? probably just kind of sleeping near it and they yeah. just reach their yeah. little
0: hands and, and oh. grab them. And they, all... Birds can't figure out anything in the dark. Kind of, oh, I weird. thought
1: maybe they were like, hey, hey, come over here. i got something to show you. <laughs> <laughs> <And> they just <laughs> <laughs> rip their head off. <laughs> got some candy for you. <laughs> got free puppies over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's for russian chinese. People. <laughs> I don't
1: I really don't know if Hong Kong people want to be called Chinese because there's like this whole revolution happening right now. It's like in the 1760s if you'd have called an American a Brit, like that wouldn't have been a very nice thing to say. I
2: mean,
1: maybe we'll get a response. Maybe. Oh, Hopefully it won't be a negative one. I don't know, it might Hopefully. Be bad. Yeah. We'll Yeah, I'll probably be banned in China. Never be able to travel there. (laughs) Darn. I'll have to see the Great Wall on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this shows how cultured I am. So, read your Bible every day. And then. You should also not just just read the Bible, but study the Bible. So now let's get into what studying the Bible actually means. Geography here. And take geography. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is my little breakdown of how I study. So before I really get into study, I don't always do this when I'm just reading the Bible, but when I'm really how studying do you it. How come up with this? Because
0: um, I know that there are like guided studies type already
1: oh. I did I looked at several of them and kind of made it my own okay. I would follow like each one of them and saw what I liked what I didn't like and then I just made this one myself okay. so um, the first thing I do is I pray for wisdom because I don't want to put myself into the bible this is God's word not my word and I don't need to be thinking about myself when I'm reading it Like this is about God and there are parts of it that relate to me, but that's not the gist of it. The gist of it is this is about God. So I want to pray for wisdom. I want to clear myself for that. Um, then I will read it. Like uh, normal, I try not to study too big of a section at a time. Like if I'm studying a chapter, I'll break it down into several different sections, and I'll study that section completely and then move on to the next section. So I'm not doing like each one of these things for the entire chapter I do it for sections so I will read it in whatever version I prefer which I prefer the ESV English Standard and then I'll get a couple of different translations like Amy said she has the NIV Um, that's a pretty good one for like a borderline paraphrase-ish
0: did we explain any translations? okay
1: so there's some people out there that think the King James Version is the only version for me and that
0: was kind
2: of why I reached out to you before I picked a Bible, because I was like, I don't know for sure what I'm
1: looking for. Gotcha. At. So, okay. We're going to have a little history lesson. The King James Version was one of the first translations from Latin, Latin into English. Um So the Bible was written in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. Um Latin was the...
0: universal-ish
1: yeah, for the Catholic Church in Europe, in Rome Um, and then when the Reformation happened, which (laughs) this is a long long discussion so when several people decided that the Catholic Church was doing things they didn't approve of and they thought they had gotten away from the actual gospel Mm -hmm. and it had just become more about the Catholic Church when they realized that they broke away from the church, not intentionally, they wanted to reform the church. They wanted to get it back to where it's supposed to Correct be, it. but the the Catholic Church basically banished them from the church, and so they started their own. That's why there's version. kind
0: of there, well, that's why it's a separate separation now. Like,
1: the, yeah, there's the Catholic Church, and then there's, there's Protestant churches, is what they
3: call.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now that's not saying that um that all Catholics aren't Christians. Christians, right? There are some who follow the Catholic Church that have a genuine faith in what is true. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um typically those that still follow the Catholic Church are following it under the wrong
1: impressions, yeah, traditions and this is the way that we do it, and therefore it's the right way to do it kind of thing. And, I mean, we are guilty of that, too, as Protestants, because now we have our denominations. That's and why there's
0: Baptists and Methodists and Lutherans. And
1: most of the denominations that you have are based on the teachings of one of these Reformers, mm-hmm. the people that broke away from the Catholic Church and tried to get back to the Gospel, the Bible. So, um... Oh.
2: And that's a lot for me, personally. Yeah, that's I all. Mean, a... Well, I mean, not just that, but I mean, even just like breaking it down to like Luke, like Lutheran and Baptist and whatnot. Like, yeah, it's like whenever it's like it's something I don't discuss with many people because when people are just like, well, what are you? And it's like, well, I consider myself to be Christian based. Like mm. I gotta make sure to say that because it's such a wide variety that I'm still figuring out how to narrow down what to even call myself.
1: I don't call myself a, myself a Southern Baptist. Some know. people so will yeah. say like I'm a Southern Baptist, but that's not you me. Say, I'm a Christian.
0: No, I'm yeah. Yeah. you don't.
1: No, well, oh. even that has become a denomination in itself. Oh. So, it's I, tough. I like Grandpa, your Grandpa's version of it. I'm a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Or is, isn't that what he yeah. says? Yeah. yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, there's all the denominations. So the King James Version was written under the authority of King James of England. It was written for the Church of England, um, which you was... a readable... English Bible. Yeah. It was not... Latin
0: wasn't really the language anymore.
1: Right. Uh, Not many people knew Latin, and that's why the Catholic Church wanted to keep Latin as, like, the script of the Bible, because they wanted the church leaders to be the ones to read the Bible. They didn't think that lay people had the authority to be able to read the Bible. Are you going to be okay? Do you need... I don't have any more eye drops.
2: It's okay. I'll make it. It's just this one's kind of bugging me a little bit. Oh. Okay. I want to get further.
1: Do you have glasses...
2: Well, I switch between...
1: Do you have them here, though? Oh. <laughs> okay. I
3: okay.
2: Like, I mean, to be honest with you, where I've stayed home so much, that I don't get in personal life with it, but I've stayed home yeah, so much good. that I've just been wearing glasses all the time. But mm-hmm. if I go out and I'm driving, I prefer to wear contacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I think I probably should have changed them and just got a fresh pack, but I didn't think about it.
1: It's okay. okay. I oh, I couldn't do contacts because by the end of the day, I would get like that, and it's just like, uh, it drives me nuts.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm used to being like, kind by of uh-huh. now, and I mean, not that I'm trying to go anywhere I'm happy, but like, I'm used to being like, and eh, they get kind of dry, I take them out and pop glasses on. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to be more considerate for myself. Well, yeah.
0: Have a pair of reading glasses. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. Um,. King James. So yeah, the King James was one of the first English translations. Since then, there have been other English translations of the Bible.
0: King, of language of Yeah,
1: and King James was based on the Latin translation, which was a translation of a translation. So the reason that I like the ESV is because it does take the Latin into consideration, but it tries to go back as far as possible into the Greek and the Hebrew or yeah, the original texts which there are no original original texts, but as far back as possible to pull from that language to translate it. So that way they're not translating from a translation. Yeah.
0: Now you know, some the really game <laughs> of the telephone. Yeah. You don't it'll get twisted if you aren't careful. It yeah. it be like your
1: emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we love you. <laughs> uh no. So yeah, I like the ESV. Um, The NIV is another decent one, Uh, and also the translations. Yeah, translations kind of vary from a literal translation to uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
3: Paraphrase? Yeah, I
1: guess.
2: Like it goes to the true definition of the world and, and word instead of maybe something that could be, I don't want to say slang, but something. Well, that's more
1: common. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of right. So the ESV is more literal. So it takes like the translation right. of the word, and that's what you get through the translation. It's
2: like it's too blunt. I guess
1: it's the right way to put it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, the one that I always think of is the Message Bible. Which is literally just somebody else's words. Like they take the Bible and they're like oh well this is what this means and so they write that down. Mm. And I don't like that at all.
2: Because then it's
1: like personalized. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's somebody's interpretation and you're not getting like the actual translation. It's
2: more opinionated. Yeah, Mm. yeah.
1: And the NIV is it is translated from the King James I think. Mm. Um so it takes the King James Version and it puts it into more readable words. So I'm sure that the translators did look at the original text and everything or as far back as they could, but a lot of it was based on, like, we need something more readable than the King James because the King James has all the these and thous and ests and, yeah. And so that's the NIV I like the Holman Christian, or it's just called the Christian Standard Bible. Um, that one is kind of a blend of the two. Like, they try to stay as literal as possible, but they also want to get the thought across. So if the literal word doesn't quite make enough sense in the English, then they'll kind of translate it more as a thought. than So I'm trying to think of an example. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I like to compare translations. Typically, the translations that I compare are, or the versions that I compare. The ESV is my main reading one. I compare it to the King James.
0: ESV means English Standard Version. Yeah. NIV means... New International,
1: International Version.
0: International Version.
1: Yeah. Not the... I- oh, no, it's it wasn't... They abbreviate them all. The NIV was not written from the King James. It was translated to be translated. So they wanted a simple text, so the reason that it's the international version, they wanted it to be able to translate it into all these different languages. So it reads, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what it was. Anyway, so I do ESV. I compare it to the King James. I compare it to the Christian Standard. And most of the time, I choose the New American Standard also, which is another um, l- more literal translation. So that's my personal preference. I advise you to just, well, just pick some, <laughs> um, especially to begin with. Just pick a buttload of translations and... Read through them and see where you where it lines up and where it doesn't. And if you need any guidance, you can reach out to me. I mean, you can, but they these people can't because no. they know, they don't know me. <laughs> Unless they can find I her, you can comment, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't. I still haven't figured out if there are any reviews for the other <laughs> podcasts that I'm not going to mention. Um, I, I don't know how to check it. <laughs> I, I go to our main page on. Oh, man! I know. I go to our main page on <laughs> iTunes. No. I go to iTunes and I look yeah. at it and it's nothing about reviews, but then I'm like, well, let me compare it. So I pick like a really popular one and I go to their page on iTunes and I don't see any reviews there either. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I know they have reviews. They, so where are they?
2: I know they. It goes to Spotify as well. Was
1: well, yeah, but I still I don't even see like I've tried to comp, like leave my own review on Spotify mm-hmm. just to test it not to, not to Just break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and I still I can't figure that out either so yeah. I have no idea how to we'll, check them.
2: You'll we'll have to team up and this look at it. You, you don't
1: it. you don't have an iPhone, do you? No. But I thought I got, that
2: might be maybe something
1: different. Uh, I got to find somebody with an iPhone to actually look it up because I think it's because I'm using Android to look it up mm-hmm. and Apple's like, no, <laughs> we don't accept your kind. Um, <clears throat> I haven't even got through the first topic of this Bible study. Compare translations, and when I'm doing that, I will look at words that are different in the different translations and I'll write those down because I want to see what that word actually means so after I've written those words down I use a tool on my phone it's called Blue Letter Bible and they have like a Greek Bible and a Hebrew Bible on there Mm -hmm. so I'll use those to go back and look at what that word is I don't know Greek or Hebrew but they have it like literally translated as literal as you can translate that word And it's not just trying to translate the sentence, it's like word for word. So if you read it as a sentence, it's really broken and it doesn't make any sense. But if you look at the word, you see the translation, you can see like how other ways that it's been translated, um, not just in the Bible, but in other texts. And it's a really cool tool. So I'll take those words that I saw were different in different translations, and I will look at what it was in its original form and... Yeah, so that way one of
0: them is, um, <clears throat> like love. The word love in Greek is there's different kinds. There's
1: lots of different of loves. Loves.
0: Yeah. Like and you use love for different things, for family, for
1: agape. Oh. That's one. <laughs> hey,
0: I really love this pizza. But um but they have a a different different word mm. for when you're applying it to certain things. I like that. But when you translate it to English, sometimes they just say love. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know exactly what that meant. Like, why were they saying it for that?
1: The ones that I can think of, agape, which means an unconditional love, a a complete love. No matter what you do, I'm always going to love you. You can totally abuse me, mistreat me, and I'm still going to love you. And it's not just like a, a puppy love, either like a dependent love. It's... I will love you enough to leave you for a time until you get your stuff together. Mm -hmm. It's like a, that's the most pure, deep love that you can have. And that's the love that it describes God having for us. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I immediately think of is phileos, which we get, um, the word Philadelphia, which (laughs) literally means brotherly love. The word Philadelphia means brotherly love, um, and Phileos.
0: kind of state. <laughs> no, They're it's just a city, city honey.
1: You need to learn your geography, too, you Hong Kongian. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it means like a brotherly or a friendly love. Um, but anyway, that's just one example. But when you see it translated in the Bible or anywhere else, it will most likely just say love regardless of which word is used. Mm-hmm. So you, that's why it's important to go back to the original Greek and see, like, oh, well, it's this kind of love. That was a good example. Thank you, because I didn't know how to explain that. It's
0: the only word I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I then will look at the structure, um... I don't put too much emphasis on this Because I'm not a grammarologist uh, <laughs> I what one of those is. Yeah, It's like a meteorologist But they're really big into grammar and Today we have a 20% chance Of a misused comma <laughs> 20% chance, yeah We're doing pretty good hmm.
0: That's my knee Yeah,
1: I heard that uh, you can expect a run on sentence later in this afternoon. Sorry, those are the only two grammar <laughs> terms I know. Um, so I look at the structure of it, the sentence structure, and really what's important there is looking for like transition words, like therefore, however. Um, if you're starting in the middle of a sentence, because sometimes, like, if you're looking at just a, one individual verse, it won't be like a complete sentence, it'll be either lacking part of it or, yeah. In the middle. yeah um if you see like if it can be blocked into different sections um like if it's talking about one thing at the beginning of this verse and then another thing at the end of this verse, you know you can kind of see the structure there, but I don't put a lot of emphasis into that um the next one is emphasis. <laughs> Uh, whatever is emphasized, if something is repeated. Uh, the next one is also emphasis, repetition. I kind of clump them together. Because if something is repeated, it's emphasized. Um, if something is, if it's like really harsh or strong language, that's emphasis. Uh, like Paul, when he is writing some of the letters in the New Testament, he'll say, God forbid, a lot. And that's a really strong language. Um, G- uh, God in the Old Testament sometimes used the word whore or prostitute to describe his people. That's really strong language, so he's really emphasizing something. Um, So that's what I look for next. And then after I've got that kind of general idea, the next one I do is ideas. So what is the idea of this? What am I actually reading about? And I'll kind of jot down one or two word paraphrases of, this section is about this, this section is about this. Um... Then I look for (coughs) several different things. Cause and effect. Um, So uh, do this or this will happen or don't do this and this will happen. Those kinds of things. If then, which is kind of the same thing. Questions and answers, if that's in there. Compare and contrast. Um, One that I think about for this is... In Proverbs and in the psalms a lot, or in any of the poetry, Hebrew poetry used a lot of contrast, so uh, almost Dr. Susian like that sweater is red, it is not blue, so you are saying it is red, and you're really emphasizing the fact that it is red by saying it is not blue, so they'll contrast it uh so you look for that, and then just as kind of a Another literary thing. I try to look at uh, how was this written? Is it poetry? Is it prose, like a story? Is it discourse? So it's like the letters that Paul writes. Is it just him writing to people specifically? Or is this a parable of some sort? Like I can read it as a story and I don't have to think. Like, I don't have to read it as literally, I guess. Um so how is it written? The atmosphere, mood, and tone. Those are really popular words in the critical thinking. But, you know, just gauging how was the author feeling when he wrote this. Was he excited? Was he sad? Was he um, upset? Was he angry? How? What is the mood of the structure or the verses? Then I go through the who, what, when, where, why. So I look at who... Are there any names mentioned? Who are those people? Uh, I really emphasize the names of God because I think we've discussed this before. Like God is named in different ways for different situations and things. One God, but they use different names to describe him. So I want to look at that. The what is, well, what is the story here? What's going on here? When, I want to look at the um, context of, uh, this was written in, Um, 60 AD. So this was uh, during the decline of the Roman Empire or whatever. I want to know like what was going on during that time period and how does that relate. Uh, Where? I'll look at different places and see how that relates because when you say that Jesus took a trip down to Jerusalem from Bethany or whatever, I don't know where those two places are in relation to one another, but yeah we kind of read that and just skip over it, but that could have been oh, right, like
0: a say like he crossed the lake well yeah. lakes are lots of different sizes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how far was that well,
1: yeah, and see if you if you read that from a North Carolina perspective, then you think like blues lake, and it's like, oh well, yeah, I could i on a bad on on a really good day. Or a really bad day, depending. I'm either really good athletically or really bad. Something's chasing me. (laughs) I could probably swim from one side to the other Mm -hmm. if I really put my mind to it. But, I mean, the lakes that are mentioned in the Bible are seas, and there's, like, hurricanes that form within them and things like that. So, uh, yeah, knowing the geography of the area that that it's in is really important. You
0: should send that.
1: Okay, I will. That's okay. And then why? Why was it written? Was there a purpose for this? Now, um, yeah, why? Uh, then I look at the literary context. So that means like we just read chapter one or the half, the last half of chapter one. So if that's what I'm studying, I also want to know what the first half of chapter one is. And then I want to look into chapter two a little bit just to see like where does this fall within. The story that is being told here, uh, and then if you have a study Bible, you will have these little annotations beside words. Mine, I don't think that one is. Is that one a study Bible?
0: No. Okay.
1: So it'll have like little letters beside of certain words, and then if you look down at the bottom of the page, it'll have like another reference. Uh, um, in verse seventy-three, here, it says. So
0: you have an idea. Where- about. Like these little footnote uh-huh. things. um Sometimes up in the verses, there'll be a little letter, like mm-hmm. up in the corner. Yeah, like, and the, like the upper left. Yeah, and so it's. Well, just, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh,
1: look at mine. <laughs> um. So I'm trying to think. All right, so you see that little? No, you can't. You're <laughs> blind so right trying. now. <laughs> so there's a little M right here, and then I can look at. Okay, that's okay. in verse. 69 so i'll look down here verse 69 and i'll look for the m and it'll have another reference okay. so then something in this verse relates to something else in the bible so you basically look at this reference you go back and you look at that verse and you see how this relates to that okay so that's a really important way to do it because the bible is really interconnected yeah like, it's not just a you can't just pick up yeah yeah it's really interconnected especially the new testament to the old testament so that's one of the last things i do because i want that to be like a big thing to do i want to kind of skim through the beginning Uh, a lot of the thing this that stuff isn't really that important like sentence structure and stuff not that important but the way that it relates to other things in the Bible, that's really important. So I want to give that a lot of focus.
0: A lot of times they'll quote past <clears throat> yeah. scripture or something. Or...
2: Yeah. I'm sure it makes a good connection to kind of bring
1: you back to, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I look at the cu- cultural historical context. So what did this mean to the people of that time? Like we read the Bible a lot of times in a 21st century mindset and... That's not the way that the Bible was intended to be read. It was written for the people of that time. So, what did they think about it? How were, what did this mean in their culture? Like uh, when it says heat burning coals on their head, that I've heard a lot of different things that that could actually be a compliment because you know you would carry around a round basket on your head, and in order to start your fire, you would go to your neighbor and get burning coals from their fire to go start your fire so you didn't have to start with a tinder box and everything. Mm -hmm. So it could be that or it could be like, you know, dumping coals on somebody's head. That's not a good thing. So understanding the cultural context of what is being said is really important. Mm -hmm. And then finally after I've done all of that, I write out what I think this means, what I think is relevant in this passage. What the summary is of it, and I call that my statement of meaning, and I try to do that within a one one or two sentences, Uh, just the bare minimum. If I had to give it a headline, what would it be? And then finally, the very last thing I do is I pray it back. So whatever I've been studying, I want to, you know, I've I have read it as best that I can. I understand it as best that I can right now. So now I want to pray it back. I want to, if there's a blessing in that or a promise in that, then I want to you know, say, you know, God, you promised this. I pray that it will happen. I know that it will happen because you promised it. Uh, if there's a warning in it, uh, going back to the prophecy thing, if there's a warning in it, then I want to pray, you know, God, keep me from this because I don't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's just like, a praise like uh, God split the Red Sea so the Israelites could go through. Like, God, thank you that you were that powerful that you can do that, and that you care about your people enough that you would do that, and that you were just enough that you know the waters came back in on Egypt. And so, you know, pray it back, and uh, it just gives you a deeper appreciation for the Bible because you're not just relating it intellectually, you're relating it relationally to God. Um, so yeah, that's how I study and I'll send you guys this and it's not perfect and it's not the only way. There's a lot of different techniques to studying the Bible. But It's cool
2: to have insight on what works for you though. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah.
2: cause it's more personal. Like, you know why you do it mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And if you check it out that way, <laughs> you can reference back and be like, well, hey, I get why you did this. Why'd you do it this way? And so right. Yeah. Or maybe you found something. You know, somebody finds a different way and decides to tell you better. That
0: might help you. you Yeah. Yeah. I'm bad at studying, anyways. I mean, in school, I'm bad at studying.
3: Oh, I was too.
0: I. So doing this is not. I. Well, first of all, I just had nothing to go by, but. Mm -hmm. I had never. Known that you should study like. Yeah. I knew it was like a good thing to do and there were people out there who did it and that was great. But I was just, thought you were just supposed to read the Bible yeah. and then it, somehow it was all supposed to make sense to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like.
1: See, that's and, why you at the very beginning pray for wisdom because a lot of it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense when you just read it. Like, you know, why are you talking about, this is a really good one. Why are you talking about men with dongs the size of donkeys, with emissions the size of horses. That's in the Bible. (laughs) Like, if you just read that with,